0: Close
1: it up. Oh, right. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne Tha God. Wake
2: that ass, ass up. up. The Breakfast Club, breakfast club is on. I I'm
3: Okay, okay,
4: okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to
2: come here. You guys are good to me, and return. I'm always going to be good to y'all. A lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where
5: people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important.
1: The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it.
2: Yo, 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 yo,
6: yo, 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 yo,
2: yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Andy. Charlamagne the guy.
6: Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Hump Day. Yes, it's Wednesday hump day. Middle of the week. The fourth day of the work week, baby. What's happening? Good morning. How y'all feel out there? What's going on? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. When I walked in the building this morning, uh, Colin. Colin's a, a, a brother who works up here. He said, Man, Envy walk in like Pooh and you walk in like shaft. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but I liked it. I appreciated it. Drop one of clues bombs for me acting my age, damn it. All right. <laughs> yeah, now, because it was it's so cold I had to uh Oh the Pooh mask? I had the mask on. It was cold. Oh, I was walking okay, from okay, the, uh, okay, 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 The parking okay. lot in
2: cold. Oh, uh, you did? I
7: didn't even realize that was you when you okay. Went. Yeah, it was
2: freezing, so I had the, the mask on. Okay. It's like nine degrees uh here in New York City, so and
6: I got a long black leather cold yeah yes so that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. I get I get the reference now I figured it had something to do with, with the mask and the coat yeah
2: it's cold. cold outside
6: yes now
2: yes. Um, shout out to uh, the Ellis's Kadeen and DeVal you know from the Dead, Dead, ass is, Dead Ass Podcast yeah I was hanging out with them last night so shout to them good people right there mm-hmm. yeah very popular podcast Mm-hmm. All doing this thing as, a, as an actor too though yeah, he's yes, doing he thing. is and they just had recently had a baby so congratulations to them mm-hmm. so we are uh, doing some things do they have a girl this time or another boy you know what I don't know I really I don't, don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, a lot of boys in that
7: house. Shout out to you, Kadine.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of boys in that house. So We were kicking <laughs> it with them, the Casey's and the Ellis's were kicking it last night. So
6: what's up to them? I know they heading back to home. That's dope. I was watching. Uh, I was up last night watching my new favorite TV show, what's that? Uh, Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Drop on the clues bombs for Abbott Elementary.
2: There was only seven episodes or something like that, y'all were saying. It's been
6: five so far. Last night was the fifth episode. Oh, fifth it's episode. about an uh, elementary school in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, really good. Oh my god! Really I mean, listen, I, you know, I I enjoy comedy, so you know, okay. it's a very it's a very funny show. If anybody's out there seeing it, it's kind of like The Office set in the elementary school. You okay. know? really great show. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It made me feel good, and you got to do things like that before you go to bed. Like before you go to bed, like I like to pray and I like to meditate and stuff like that. But it really is important about what you take in, uh, take in internally before you go to sleep. That's I watched tell you you go- For
7: a year before I went to bed. How does that feel? Um, I did that,
6: you know what, I did that Sunday night, but I, I, I actually watched a couple of episodes of Abbott Elementary after Euphoria, so I went to bed pretty cool on Sunday. I don't think I can go to sleep on you for it. So you're very knowledgeable of what you take in before you go to sleep internally. Yes, very much so. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because energy is important and energy is never lost or destroyed. It's just merely transferred from one party to the next. So if you look at your phone and you see something negative or something that may bother you, that's what you're going to go to sleep with. That's what you're going to wake up with. So you got to set your intentions before you go to bed okay. and when you wake up in the morning. Right, so that's, why,
2: that's why some of y'all just wake up angry. So I'll be careful what I what, what, what you take in. before. Hey, you wake? Wake up ti- with
7: you? I just wake up tired. I don't be waking up angry. I don't be. I just be tired. Not nah, me. I
6: nah, be I'm, well rested. I be up. Word up. <laughs> I be up. I, I got me a nice workout in yesterday and got up. me about six, seven hours of sleep. I'm good. Let's go.
2: What yeah, we doing? What we doing? I got to what press news
7: like three times.
2: Nah, I be up. I be up. Me and the dog be up. We go outside. Go a little walk in the morning. I, me, I actually get a up earlier
6: now. I used to get up four twenty. Now I get up at four. Yeah, I get up at four. Time. I, I, I get make up up at
2: four, 4.
7: All right.
6: Then so, so let's get started. What we got this morning? Who we got here today? Nle Chopper will be joining us
2: this morning. Nice. So we'll kick it with and yeah, Give him a round of applause, man. Don't do that man like that. Red might not know who he is. Uh. Maybe you need to explain who he is for the people. And L.E. Chop, of course, uh, he was an independent artist. He was signed to, he had a partnership with Steve Stouts, uh, United Masters, and now he's with Warner. From Memphis. He's from Memphis, and uh, he's very, very popular. We're going to kick it with him in a little bit. He did the theme song to one of the power joints for 50. So we'll talk to him in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about?
7: Well, let's talk about the Biden administration. They are withdrawing the COVID-19 vaccination and testing regulations that was aimed at law large what? businesses. I didn't
6: withdraw, and the Supreme Court blocked them to Kimbe Mutumbo. So oh. you can't withdraw after you get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: White people, wash your body. Morning, everybody. It's DJ hey. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well,
7: let's watch the weather this weekend. They're saying there's a bomb cyclone that could bring a powerful nor'easter to northeast cities this weekend. So just be careful if you're planning to travel. They're saying that uh, it's going to travel from the mid-Atlantic through the northeast, according to reports.
6: Now, what's that? Give us the cities. What's mid-Atlantic to the northeast?
7: Well, it uh, looks like in southern New England, we can get 8 to 12 inches of snow, Philly, uh, New York City, mm. uh, New York. So Baltimore, uh, according to the office in Baltimore, they said the system is not a slam dunk by any means. Nonetheless, the overall pattern for the event seems to be honing in on a snowy solution for much of the area.
6: Meteorologists be like the C D C nowadays though. They don't be predicting what's right. They just be saying. Things.
7: But you know, it does sometimes move. So you have to follow it because it's what when what is it today? What's today? Tuesday? The hump day? Tuesday? Wednesday. All right, today's Wednesday, yeah. So sometimes it does travel in a different direction or change, you know. So you just hope that it happens, but you have to prepare for the worst. A
6: foot of snow is a lot of snow. That's a lot of snow. I don't know yeah, if New I, York
7: could get a foot or more of snow this weekend.
6: Yeah, for everybody listening to us out of town, when a foot of snow it's falls, that means that the snow is going to be on the ground for a month. <laughs> Longer than that. That's a long time. Gee.
7: All right. The Biden administration is withdrawing the COVID-19 vaccination and testing regulation that was aimed at large businesses. When they say large businesses, they mean businesses with 100 or more employees. So... What that means is although they are withdrawing the and vaccination and testing as an enforceable emergency temporary standard, it's not withdrawing the proposed rule. So they're prioritizing its resources to focus on finalizing a permanent COVID health care standard. But the
6: Supreme Court already blocked that mandate.
7: That's why they had to withdraw it. Yeah, it's
6: easy to pull back after Giannis and Swati just shot in the stands. That's the, they didn't break up with me. I broke up with them tactic. That's what mm-hmm. that was.
7: Yeah. So, you know, some people did already get vaccinated because they had to. I know people are upset about that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
6: I didn't get fired. I quit after you got fired.
7: <laughs> all right. Now, a second New York City police officer has died after being shot in Harlem. 27-year-old Wilbert Mora mm, has mm-mm-mm. died. The New York Police Commissioner has called uh, him a three times a hero. And so this was all after Friday. They were responding to a call. Two officers were responding to a call from a mother in a dispute with her son. And they were shot at while trying to approach a back bedroom. So, I think rest three in peace. Offices. Jason Rivera already was shot and killed on the scene. Mora was gravely wounded and transferred to the hospital and remained in critical condition until his death. The alleged shooter is 47-year-old Lashawn McNeil, who died from his wounds on Monday.
2: Yeah, I think three officers responded, he shot two of them, and I think the third one, I, I believe, killed him. But so sad. Rest in peace. Horrible situation. To to all the families, man, it's so it's a horrible sad. situation all across
6: mm-hmm. the board. Because it, you know, when when you call, when you when you need assistance and you you know call who you think you're supposed to call for said assistance, and then you know those people come over and those people get hit up, and then you know the, the person, I guess you was trying to protect yourself from, they get hit up. I mean, I'm sure. That mother didn't want her son to get killed. I'm sure she didn't want those cops to get killed. It's just a a tragic situation all across the board.
7: Well, the mayor, Eric Adams, and we'll talk about this in the next hour, but he is bringing back the plain uh, plainclothes NYPD anti-gun team. Oh,
6: you know that was coming. So
7: that was disbanded back in um, last year, actually, from from the former police commissioner, Dermot Shea, actually in mid-2020, two years ago. And so we'll tell you more about that in the next hour.
2: Alright, well that is front page news Get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent, hit us up right now Again, 800-585-1051 It's The Breakfast Club, good morning The Breakfast Club I'm dialing I'm dally. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dally.
1: I'm calling you This is your time to get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed 800-585-1051 We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club <laughs>
2: Hello, who's this? Yes, hello. Hey, this is Mike.
8: Mike, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yes. um, Eric Adams, the um, plainclothes officers,
9: mm-hmm. that is
8: no good for New York. Mm-hmm. If you were to know what they did to kids, to black men in the early 90s, late 90s, and early 2000s, no good. He's making the wrong decision. I understand that the cops got killed. But bringing those plainclothes officers back is gonna violate a lot of youth, black youth in America, in New York City. What
5: do
6: you think so he should do? Yeah, you're right. But that's my other thing. Like, what what should he do?
8: Don't bring them back. Don't bring them back. They, they are violators.
7: Well, I we're gonna talk about we'll talk about it in the next hour. Have because
8: percent, you have to one thirteen percent, and you have to 103rd percent.
7: They are no good. Well, I'm. I'm he's. He's saying it's going to be different this time. He's They're calling them neighborhood everything. safety teams. So no I let you. I'll let good. you hear what
6: they he. <laughs> yeah, stop. I'll, and I'll f- let you hear
7: what he has to say about it himself, so you can judge because he's saying it'll be different and uh, than it, it was in the different. past. But you know,
6: it won't be different. Stop and Frisk will be back too.
10: Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Two milligrams for Stanford, Matt. What's up, bro? Get off your. Get it off your chest hey man i just wanted to say about this gun situation man this is so crazy i remember when we was younger see, i'm 24 years old when we was younger in the early 2000s there'd be a group maybe eight ten people maybe one or two got a strap but nowadays you know these kids are so infatuated with the clout and man. recognition of being a gangster and stuff they'd be keeping straps on them like at least 10 in a group 12 of them got strapped. You feel me? Man, one we, got two of them. Man,
6: I, I was just talking about this last night, and, they, and me and my partners was talking about how they're they not even doing it for money. They just doing it because they just want to, they just want to wild out. Like you they saw the you,
10: recognition of being a G is saying, man. Like nowadays, they keep a gun just to say you got one. It ain't for nothing. It ain't for protection. It ain't for, it ain't for getting money. It ain't for robbing. They just want to have it to have it. You get what I'm saying? You saw
6: the video of the guy who walked up in the hospital. And, 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 and just point blank range shot. Yep. Look, thank God he. I think he missed. A, he, I know she, the person didn't get hurt. Hit him in the arm. I think Hit that, him in the arm or something. That's but that's damn.
10: Another that's another thing too. They don't even got <laughs> aim.
6: But they never had aim. I mean,
2: I mean, nobody goes yeah. to the gun range. so...
6: We, I mean, yeah, they, we, yeah. They just shoot. The me. hood never had aim. No, though. never, no.
10: That, but that's the crazy thing to me, man. Like you know, like I said back back then, I used to see everybody do it. You know, you got sticker boys. You got people that's real gangsters. Nowadays, kids just like to post on Instagram, man. The word crazy. is wrong. They, I mean, like, they the shoot you and The
8: shootings
2: are going up and robberies are going up and, and, and break-ins are going up. I mean, they got to do something to get these guns off the street. Because it's, it's, when, when you hear, uh, uh, I think the other day a, in Atlanta, I think a six-month-old got shot. And the other day yeah. in New York, a, a, a two-year-old yeah. got shot in the eye. Like it's, I was
10: listening the other day. You guys were talking about, a, uh, I think, a one-year-old got shot in the face, something like that. Yeah, it's
2: It's, it's ridiculous. That's- it's ridiculous, yo, bro.
10: That is the wildest thing I've ever heard, man. But yo, just want to say again, two milligrams for Stanford. Yo, thank you for starting my morning, fellas. I'm a driver. I drive to the Bronx every day. And uh, I listen to this channel every day, man. I get my s**t on like that. So thank I just wanted to thank y'all personally. Thank you, brother.
6: Yeah, and it's not just guns too, man. You got to provide opportunities for, the, for these people, man. Provide mental health services, provide you know, jobs. Like, you know, a lot of these kids is wilding out because they don't got nothing else to do. A lot of these adults is wilding out because they don't never have nothing else to do. They never had a, a real shot at life, a real opportunity. So now they don't give a damn. And I think it's just a bunch of people projecting pain on folks. Because like we said, they not even doing it for no money or nothing they just doing it to do it. Doing it for the gram. 800
2: 585 1051. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or, or
4: black. Stay with your
8: chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So
4: if you got something on your mind, let it out.
8: Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Envy. Good morning,
2: Charlemagne. Good morning, Yee. Peace, King. What's up, man? Right. Get off your chest, brother.
8: How you doing? How you doing? I just want to send uh, prayers and condolences to the four young lives that was lost in Eaglewood, California this weekend. And everybody that's coming out here for the Super Bowl, be safe, get security, stay in good areas where, you know, I, I don't even know if those are safe, just be safe, watch your back, watch your front, And. Uh, have a good time. That's all, I, that's
6: all I'm trying to Yeah, say. the Super Bowl is going to be
8: wild. It's not just that. NFC Championship. we there next week. Go, night, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, LA. Next week. Yeah, Yeah. so it's going to be, yeah, it's already too much going on in the city. So you got that. And on top of the
5: Super
8: Bowl, it's just a lot going on in, within the next month in Inglewood. But just be safe. It's dangerous. Yeah, that's it, man. Peace and love, man. That's
2: it. And I'm, I'm going to tell people this. Sometimes you got to know when to fold, and, and what that means is sometimes when you go out of town, you, hey, you know what? Take all them watches off, man. Put on your, put on your, yeah. Take it off. Take it off. Like you don't. Dress like a rich white man. Yeah, you don't. You don't need it on. You know what I mean? Exactly. It ain't, it ain't worth it sometimes.
6: It
8: ain't. It ain't. It ain't. I mean, I don't even. You know, don't wear the jewelry. Don't wear the chains. Don't That's wear right. none of that stuff. I do keep do no cash.
6: And don't put it on the gram either, because yes. they watching your gram too.
8: Don't, don't post on the gram till you go home. Exactly. Don't even do that then.
2: Yeah, but like what do you think, like man? you said, you know, I go to the Super Bowl every year with my son, and uh, I always go with security. And, and this security. year, you know what? This year, you know what? I'm going to have a, a white t shirt and some jeans.
8: The <laughs> white t shirt going from Target. Well, hey, they're gonna know you. They're gonna know that waffle, waffle flavored Negro. That's right. Well, they're gonna, they, they they gonna be practic- know, yeah. they gonna be
2: practicing if they, they try to rob you. me because I ain't got nothing on me. They're gonna be practicing. Oh, no, no,
8: rob, they, gonna try, they gonna try to rob you. They <laughs> I'm gonna, just you, with know, you. I just think they're gonna know who you are. But, uh,.
2: Nah, but, yeah. I'm just, yeah, but on the real, nice. if you're all heading out to the Super Bowl, you got
6: to be extra careful because you never know.
8: Hey, that's it. Hey, Bang Bang Niner game. Charlotte, you got the Rams, right? That's it. That's all I want to
6: say. I'm a Cowboy fan, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, who's this? Don't try to Bang Bang Yo, Niner You know damn morning, well y'all playing what what tonight.
8: What's up, brother? Get Rams off your chest. Hey, hey, hey. This is Tyler. Envy, envy. Uh, you need to bring the
2: car show to Chicago first off, bro. It's going to be dope. Make it happen, brother. Please. I'm trying. Though. There's Please. three cities I'm looking at. I'm looking at Houston, Charlotte, and uh-huh. Chicago. So Fair we, enough, fair we, enough. We're going to make it we'll we sure happen. we going to make it happen, man. Word. In and Seattle, Seattle, Seattle too. Seattle too. You
8: represent. And ye
2: i seen you out in my neighborhood at the Flea Club. How did you enjoy your stay?
7: Oh, it was great. The Flea Club is dope too. It's a beautiful All store. Right.
10: Them dudes are crazy. Mad expensive, but they're dope.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is some high-quality items in that store.
10: Yes, absolutely. It was Uh, freezing in Chicago. Yes, sir. Uh, It was. It was. Charlotte, I wanted to call, man. Um, I'm on my third week of uh, therapy, man, and it's been ridiculous, dude. I just wanted to personally say thank you because I listen to you every day, man, and you've just been drilling into my head about mental health and mental wealth, and I started that journey, man, and I got to say, it's it's paying off, man. It's crazy. I just, I wanted to know: is it normal to feel
6: exhausted after you know, yes. those first few sessions? Yes. you're gonna feel exhausted. Um, okay. you probably, you probably gonna feel confused at some point because yeah. you're doing a lot of unlearning. So it's a lot of things Definitely. that you probably thought you know that you realize, like, man, I don't know nothing. Yeah. You, you gonna start hating some people in your life, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then you gonna realize you really loved them because they just was doing oh, the dear. best they could. So it's a range okay. of emotions. You got a long way to go, sir. But don't stop. Okay.
9: I appreciate it, man. Can you send me a book, bro? I can use I got you. I, you. I, I'm,
6: I'm going to send you Dr. Rita Walker, The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. I think that's a Word. a great thing for you to read right now. I'm going to send it to you. I appreciate you. it. I All got right, you. I appreciate it. Have a Thank good you guys. one. Be safe out there. Yep.
2: Get it off your chest. 800 585
6: 105. Don't hang up on him, Envy. You've been hanging up on him. my no, book, I people. i uh.
2: You see me press hold. I press hold. I'm
6: going to press you. He hung up. Oh, red hung Wow, red hung wow. Why y'all be doing that to people? I press people well, be hitting no me like I never you, got <laughs> my book. And I'm like, I don't know why. Taylor is very good at mailing things out. Taylor mailed out 300 black effect hats. Salute to Taylor gang. On her own. Oh, well.
2: She I put it
7: home. She just sent him.
2: Red hung up on you, brother. So sorry. Yeah, she sent them. All right. Him. Now we got rumors on the way?
7: Uh, yes. And we are going to talk about Snow White and the Seven doors. They were supposed to be doing a live action remake. But now Disney is rethinking the use of dwarves. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> you
6: got to laugh at this stupid-ass, woke-ass society. You can't. You can't. That's so stupid. So dwarves don't deserve to get represented? Why they can't get no representation? I'm protesting with the dwarves. I'm going to get on my knees, and I'm going to get my picket signed, and I'm protesting no, with the goddamn no, dwarves. You don't need to get on your knees. Just go out there with them. you good. It's disrespectful. You know Me and Lil Duval gonna be out there yeah, with the, the dwarves holding the dwarves down. A, a this is knees. whack.
2: You and Lil Duvall don't need to go on your knees. Y'all re- good.
6: Rethinking it because of the dwarves. This is discrimination against dwarfs, and I ain't even heard the story
2: and yet. Now, see why you're so upset? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I bet there's a dwarf out there taller than you. But we'll get into the rumors next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. Listen. All the guys, the rumor report, with Angela
3: Yee. It's the rumor report. The
1: Breakfast Club.
7: Well, Antonio Brown and his attorney Sean Burstyn sat down with Bryant Gumbel during an interview, and they talked about everything that happened with him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And according to his attorney and to Antonio Brown, they offered him two hundred thousand dollars to get mental health treatment.
0: Yeah, these guys at Tampa Bay Bucks
2: tried to make an agreement with me to give me $200,000 to go to the crazy house so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about.
3: The offer was Antonio would basically sit on the sidelines, go on some, uh, and commit himself to some form of intensive mental health treatment. And we were specifically told, in writing by the general manager, twice, don't spin this any other way.
7: All right. Now, according to Antonio Brown, he said that he was experiencing pain with his ankle injury and he had to use these ketorolac injections that's used for short term relief of moderately severe pain and people who are at least 17 years of age. Uh, but apparently that with some damage. It would cause more damage to his ankle. So hmm. he's saying that was the real problem. And when Brian Gumbel asked him whether or not he actually does have any mental health issues, here is how Antonio Brown responded.
2: Antonio, do you think you need mental help of any kind? I have mental health, man. I know a lot of people may not understand me or know how I look at things or don't know how I react emotional things. But it's not for them to understand me. You know, I got a beautiful family, kids, and people all across the world that look up to me, and it's uh, no reason I'm in this position at this point. You know.
7: He said he's going to pursue legal action against Tampa Bay Buccaneers over his release. And he was defamed by the spin that he had a mental health episode. They said that makes him someone who's not reliable to do a good job on the field. So they're pursuing all of their rights under the CBA and considering them and maybe stepping outside of the CBA. Well,
6: you should always make an investment into your mental wealth. But how do y'all know that brother isn't already doing that? Like, how do we know Antonio Brown's not already sitting with a therapist or a psychiatrist? How do we know he's not already getting assistance? Like, why do we just assume he, he needs help. Like, to me, Antonio Brown made a choice. He made a choice to walk off the field. He's making a choice to do these interviews. If he wasn't happy with this situation, he can express that any way he wants, and that does not make him crazy.
7: Well, I think, yeah, the whole point of what he's saying is that he didn't need mental health treatment and that they wanted him to, they wanted to pay him to get that treatment to make it seem like he had a mental health episode.
6: Yeah, but my point is, even when he says, um, you know, I got mental wealth, how, like how do we know he's not already sitting down with someone? Like, I've heard him in interviews, and it sounds like he already is having those conversations with a psychiatrist a therapist a counselor or somebody
7: we don't know we just know what he said you know that's all we can base our
2: (laughs) I thought he said he wasn't but maybe that's just me I thought he said in another interview
6: he wasn't but no he's basically saying he's not listen just because you sit down with a therapist or psychiatrist doesn't mean that you're crazy I hate even using that word it doesn't mean that every choice that you make is based off you know your mental health right right if you make a decision that's that's not the popular decision it doesn't mean you're
2: crazy
7: absolutely that's 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 it that's it I get it Okay. Now, Kelly Price, she had spoken out about uh, our Kelly, and here's what she had to say when she was originally on with Vlad TV.
5: In this business, that's not odd. That's actually the culture. I have seen that culture. I've seen mothers bring their daughters backstage. That's the dirty part of it. It's unfortunate that um, young girls, you know, they say that girls are so unprotected. Young women of color are extremely unprotected. Extreme. I've seen the mothers come to the shows in twin outfits, with their
7: underage children and trying to get backstage. And that was Lunell, by the way, who was conducting the interview. I'm what up, Luenell? Yeah, so just a day after that news was shared and other things had happened, um, Joycelyn Savage, her mother actually, I guess, was responding uh, to Kelly Price and reached out with a threat. That's what Kelly Price had to say. Um, and here's what how Kelly Price responded to that, that quote, alleged threat from Miss Savage.
5: I said what I said, and I can stand behind everything that I said. I was raped as a kid. I was also molested. I would never stand behind someone who is doing the same thing. I said what I had to say about R. Kelly. He's in jail right now. I also said that I believe that that's where he belongs because where there's smoke, there's fire. But please, Miss Savage, you threatened me and you told me I should tread lightly. You don't know me like that. I have nothing to do with what your family went through. I wasn't around when y'all were around. I never said I saw your mama backstage with you. Be very careful. Don't start something that you can't finish.
7: She also posted, uh, posted Joyce Lynn Savage's mother, uh, the comment that she left where she said, um, for whatever reason, other moms are backstage or in business meetings at the studio. It doesn't give him the right to recruit for his cult. Let's say your mom was backstage with you doing legitimate business moves in the industry. Does that automatically mean you back there not for your talents and just as a groupie? No, it does not. What he did to my family and I is inhumane and all who knew... But to justice, along with him, like Kevin Giles, Cheryl Mack, etc., who turned a blind eye, I encourage you to tread lightly. I'm
2: I'm confused, right? You know, so a lot of a lot of parents want their children to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, Art Kelly was a, a an amazing and brilliant songwriter, and he had artists. So if you wanted your daughter to go backstage to meet him to try to get him a deal, I don't see anything wrong with it. It didn't seem like she was going backstage to F him.
7: Right, and I think Kelly Price was saying, I wasn't Mm -hmm. talking about you in particular, but she was saying that she has seen it happen where mothers came backstage with their daughters because some people were saying, where were the parents and things like that. So she was saying that she has witnessed yeah. mothers coming backstage with their daughters in twin outfits. And, and I'm,
2: I mean, we're nowhere on R. Kelly's level, uh, but how many times have a mother came up to y'all with a, with their daughter, their child, and say, hey, my daughter sings, my daughter does poetry, my son sings, my son, like, it happens a lot.
6: Yeah, if the, if the person they're introducing, like, if, if R. Kelly took advantage of that, that's not the parents' fault. No.
7: Mm-hmm. What if the mom is like, you can go over there to his house and to the studio by yourself when she's...
2: I mean, I feel that's just stupidity, but I don't think she was saying go over there and f them. I think she, you know, she might have trusted somebody she shouldn't have.
7: All right, well, that is your rumor report.
2: More trust than I would have gave, but I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about?
7: Yes, and let's talk about Mayor of New York Eric Adams. He is saying that the new plainclothes NYPD units. Uh, taxed with wiping out gun violence will be a fresh start and nothing like what happened in the past.
2: All right, and Anna NL, uh, Lee Chopper will be joining us after that as well. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's
3: go. It's time to wake up. Yeah,
2: it's
1: the Breakfast Club. It's going, going
7: down. Angela Yee here, and my friends at the General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling eight hundred General or visiting thegeneral.com. dot com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee.
6: Y'all ain't do the dwarf story, too. I was really looking forward to the dwarf story. I just want
7: y'all to Oh, I, you're right. We didn't. You didn't, we didn't the dwarf get story. To I was it. looking forward to it. It was story. the next one, but we ran out of time.
6: All right. That rumor report was too short.
2: Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news.
7: I'm telling. Oh, you ready? <laughs> you, you didn't hear his joke? No. Okay. Joke? All right. Now let's talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, remember, we t- reported this story. That they were upset that they were asking for dancers to work for free, professional dancers to work for free for the Super Bowl halftime show? Yep. Well, now they have decided that they are actually going to pay professional dancers. Okay. After some backlash from the dance community, they're going to stop asking professional dancers to work for free as part of their halftime show. So they have a recent agreement, and they said that all professional dancers in the show will be compensated for their labor.
6: So what's $100? $100 uh, per diem? They're probably giving per diem for the day.
7: Well, you know, it is 72 hours or something like that worth of work, so it is quite a bit of hours. You know, it's unpaid rehearsals that are 72 hours. That's what they originally uh, were asking for. So they wanted to do this whole run on the field type of thing, Mm -hmm. but they were asking for professional dancers. Now, they did say that Rock Nation had always contracted for 115 paid professional dancers as part of the stage show. Mm -hmm. So that was for people on stage. But for the people who were going to run on the field, they were asked to volunteer rather than be paid to take part in one of the most oh. lucrative entertainment events in the world.
6: See, so they, see that makes sense. I thought you was talking about the dancers on stage. Right. If so they're you not
2: run dancers there, they just up there go, go.
7: Well, no. they're on-field performers and they are going to take part in some dancing which required 72 hours of unpaid rehearsals. Per deal. Yeah, so over the span of nine days, so that is work you should be paid for.
6: Yeah, you get a yeah. you get, nine
7: get, days, seventy-two get, hours.
6: 75 dollars, to hundred. But these are professional
7: diem. SAG after union dancers. And per yeah. diem.
6: When you SAG after, you get you get per diem, or whatever the day rate is. Whatever the day rate is for SAG after.
7: So the issue was that, and now they are saying that they are going to um, get paid. Paid. Yeah, okay. I think that's important. All right. Now, Mayor Eric Adams in New York vowed that the new plainclothes NYPD unit that is tasked with wiping out gun violence will be a fresh start. You know, they got rid of that um, back in mid 2020. It was a six person, 600 person undercover anti-crime unit. They said that those officers were behind a disproportionate amount of complaints and shootings compared to the rest of the force. Now, what Eric Adams is promising is this this new unit, it's called the Neighborhood Safety Teams, will serve as real guardrails in preventing police misconduct. He said they would be required to turn on their body cameras while interacting with the public and also wear apparel like windbreakers that make them easily identifiable as cops. He said too many officers were turning off their cameras when they had interactions with civilians. That is not happening anymore. He said there'll be more training and more discipline where needed. He said this is going to be a unit that is going to zero in on guns and gangs and violence. They'll start with adding the teams to the 30 police precincts where 80% of the city's violence takes place and they'll be deployed to the 20 most dangerous neighborhoods over the next three weeks.
6: I mean, all of that sounds good, but it won't be different unless somebody is policing the police. Like, who's going to police the police and make sure they aren't violating folks' civil rights? I, don't, I, I just don't see how you're going to you know, solve problems that have never been solved like racial bias, profiling yeah. abuse of power. Something definitely needs to happen and it needs to happen quick innocent people are dying,
2: people are getting killed shot, one year old baby, six month old baby, people are getting pushed in front of trains and that's just not in New York it's, it's bad in New York, it's bad in Chicago it's bad in Philly, it's bad in LA It's bad in so many different places, Detroit, and things need to change.
6: Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I don't want to see, you know, civilians killing civilians. I don't want to see civilians killed by police, and I don't want police being killed by civilians. I don't want unjust arrests either. You know, I don't want black and brown people being profiled and harassed just because. And that's what ends up happening when any of these tough-on-crime policies are implemented. It always impacts black people the most, but, you know, I don't know what the answer is.
7: Now, Eric Adams also said on MSNBC's Morning Joe, he said we are going to learn from the past, so we don't repeat the past, and we will never use under my administration any abusive, targeted tactics that goes after people based on their ethnicity and where they live.
6: The only way that will be implemented fully is if somebody's policing the police, and when a police officer does violate a plainclothes police officer does violate somebody's civil rights, that plainclothes police officer is held accountable. But I. I don't know but if, turning on,
7: but if you're forced to turn on those body yeah, those cameras, cameras
2: yeah they can't those cameras can't go off what that's what that how mean? you police them
6: well you're right because
2: I mean, we've seen mean? so many different things on cameras and nothing happened <laughs> exactly hopefully it'll deter what, what, what
6: somebody does and hopefully they'll do it the right way
7: alright well let's hope this doesn't go terribly left because
6: this is going to happen across the whole country the whole country is going to adopt tough on crime policies because mm-hmm. you got a violent crime wave happening everywhere are we still not it's, it's we're not you know it's
2: the problem right and, it, and there's a lot of problems and one is the main problem there's too many guns right the, the, the fact that they're really, able to get these guns to, I don't know if to, that's the
6: main problem that's I think the, the main, main problem, problem is, is lack, lack of opportunity lock
2: of, lack of opportunity and the fact that these guns are so easily gotten to these places mm-hmm. how are these how, how are these guns got getting to New York getting to New Jersey getting to Chicago getting to LA getting to all these places because guns are illegal Amazon.
6: there you
7: stupid. All right. Well, that is your front page you right, news.
2: <laughs>
6: I just know you got a notorious tough-on-crime president in the White House, so I'm sure you're going to see him pass some type of tough-on-crime bill on a federal level, and a lot of folks will follow suit on the local level. So I don't know what the answer is. But I'm sure
7: Republicans will support that. Of
6: course they will. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on to your butts. Just like they supported it with the 94 crime bill and all the other tough-on-crime bills that Biden... Created back right. in the day. Well, when we come back, Annalie Chopper will be joining us. We'll kick it to him next.
2: We're we'll kicking with him next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
6: The Breakfast Club.
2: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We got a new album coming out this Friday, Me versus Me. That's yeah. right. Ennally uh, Chopper. Welcome, sir. Good morning.
5: You.
6: Welcome
0: back. Thank y'all for having me. Let me tell you something,
6: man. I I really appreciate your evolution as a human, man. I like how you started like purposely and intentionally talking more positive and telling folks how to eat right and things of that nature, man. Mm -hmm. So I want to applaud you for that.
0: Thank you so much, appreciate it. What got you to that point? Honestly, it was just a feeling internally I was feeling. Just seeking some type of peace, some type of love that I felt I wasn't getting with the industry. Cause I feel like when you blow up, you get introduced to like, you know, drugs, jewelry, money, sex, everything that you want, but nothing you need. And I just realized internally it was, you know, stuff I needed deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Something that my soul was happy with. But you, what got you there? Was it reading? Was it something you
2: seen? You heard? Actually, you talking to mama, talking to friends? Like, what, what got God you there? God tapped you on the show.
0: Like, he, yeah, for sure. This what happened. Like, I was in my lows. I was like to the points where, you know what I'm saying? Suicide was like in consideration. And I feel mm-hmm. like once you get that low, that's when you're the most dangerous. Because if you don't care about yourself, you for sure don't care about shit around you, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I said a prayer, like I said a deep prayer one time, and um, it was the night before I just got on my shit. Pretty much, I was asking God like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like you blessed me with something I always wanted, but I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be it at. You empty? Yeah, I feel empty. First and foremost, I made an oath with him before I blew up. I used to pray every day. Like for two years straight, I prayed every night. I prayed so much, I had to prayer memorize. That's how much I prayed. A section of it was like put me in a position of like this nigga feel in this rap industry, but let me be a light. Let mm. me be. Let me be the one that stick out and and make a change. Make like change something about it. Make a, um posit- like a positive outlook on it. Even though like what I'm rapping about is just me. You know what I'm saying it's life, but let my balance be that I, I change somebody's life in a good way. Pretty much that was the prayer. And um along the way, when I blew up, it's like I damn forgot about that prayer. Mm. And so that night when I prayed to him, asking like why, why, why. Like, he came to me, as me, and he was like, my nigga, he was like, you remember you remember that prayer, that oath you made with me before you blew up? And I wasn't living by that oath mm-hmm. no more. Pretty much that was his way of saying, let me know when you ready to stand on what you said before you blew with what I promised you with. And the day after I found meditation, and I got on everything that I've been on now. Uh, That's like, important. So, wow. so you lost yourself, basically. Lost myself, like... Wholeheartedly. When you
7: talk about affecting other people's lives, have you seen some positive things happening with people well, that follow you? Like, what are some examples?
0: With me just being vocal and being like wanting to sell herbs and stuff and provide herbs, just just have a website with herbs that I provide people for. I've had like a woman, she had cancer. She implemented like some of my herbs into her diet and also with a vegan alkaline diet. And she ended up healing herself. And then another lady, I didn't even know what Bart's disease was. Her son. Bart's what is that? What is I, that? I do know I can look it up and it'll refresh my memory. I looked it up when she told me, but her son had Bart's disease. And um, that was using my mug work from my website, and it helped heal her son from Bart's disease. Like I got all the messages in my phone, they'll show me the paperwork, all that stuff. So just to be able to be a help in that way. It's, it's beautiful.
6: Now what got you into meditation? I started getting into meditation a couple of years ago. What got you into it?
0: Pretty much that day after I said that prayer, it was like a. I got on my phone. It was the next day, bro. And it was a brother, he, he was melanated. I looked at my phone. It was on TikTok. I get on it and the first thing I look at it was his brother. He was like um talking about meditation, how much it benefited his life. Mm-hmm. And after that prayer, the night before, I felt a burden already was lifted off my back. So when I woke up the next morning, I was already open to whatever. You got your mantra? I be doing stuff like that, but I usually do hand moves. But um I went, I laid on a bathroom floor. Like they, he told me find somewhere comfortable. It wasn't comfortable <laughs> in a bathroom floor because I didn't want to go to sleep. But I wanted to lay down. I didn't want to sit. I wanted to lay down. And um, man, I ain't gonna lie, it was like the best thing I ever felt, honestly. Like it was the only time I felt in my life, I was brought to a place of peace and mm-hmm. just a place of of myself. So when I felt that, I was like, okay, I need to make sure this is something that's implemented in my everyday life. And
6: I carry these with me everywhere.
0: Crystals, all well, these are me. my
6: meditation beads. Well, mm-hmm. I got two of them. I got one at the house and then I carry these when I want to just like dip off yeah. from these crazy mother
2: <laughs> You know. As you should. You don't have a moment. Have they thing. Now, now, what about the vegan life? How did you get into the vegan life?
0: this i'm gonna go back to meditation with everything with what i changed mm-hmm. because this what opened my my mind and my eyes i will come out of my meditation right i'd be refreshed like when when you first start meditating you realize so much how your energy changed. Mm-hmm. but when you get like a year or two in you just it's you now it's like you know you know you bullshit when you eat something wrong or when you take something wrong that's when you know your energy ain't right mm-hmm. and i used to come out that meditation and let's just say i used to have a chef come over and make me some soul food Give me some chicken, mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, cornbread, and greens. And I used to eat a lot because I used to I used to still smoke. I was smoking a little bit during that time too. So when I used to smoke, I was like, this sh- didn't even do nothing to me. Like it didn't make what I was doing better. It actually made me feel how I felt before I meditated. So I come out my my meditation to eat this, and I feel how I felt before. I come out my meditation to hang around twenty niggas just smoking and that ain't meaning no good that ain't bringing no value to what we got going and I would feel used mm-hmm. so it helped me in so many ways it, it made me turn into a magnet I soaked up everything in the room and I moved accordingly whatever mess whatever threw me off that took me out of that that state of peace and happiness and being able to be in tune with myself and my feelings I went away from all of it that first week I went vegan like a cold turkey I ain't going back What difficult was it for you? It wasn't difficult at all. Because honestly, once you realize what's best for you, I feel like that's when you go full in it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I cut off damn near everybody. I move, I move with just like two two of my bros, like day ones. Like I'm not with a lot of people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm with probably security. And I'm with a few day ones and my and pops. But I ain't with 20 dudes, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm straight with me. I'm good with me. I'm good everywhere I go, because I'm comfortable with being myself.
2: All right, we got more with NLE Chopper. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. She and she and she good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with NLE Chopper. Yee, were you celibate?
0: I went celibate. Yeah, I went celibate for like a month, like, because I, I realized what, having sex did like i realized how tired i was after having sex well no you can have sex but i feel like semen retention is the is the, is the focus because like i tell people all the time like one is equivalent to like eight miles it can make a whole life so you know how powerful it is so you just can't keep giving it to everybody i'd be a I motherf- Lido if i could be like every time i had sex I hold my semen back. That's why I'd rather just go celibate. But some people are debt are debt disciplined to the T that they can have sex and, and not get off. I'm not
6: one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> my wife wants me to get a vasectomy right now. <laughs> so you do semen retention. Yeah, I do he semen tries. retention. You got, like, you got a kid I, on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs> didn't work too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a daughter out. and a kid he on the way. What he said he can't about? do it but every time. Yeah, yeah, I don't
0: do it every time. It's like I go on. I go on certain breaks. No. What's
6: what's the benefits? Cause I heard Kevin Gates say that before, but what are the benefits of senior retention?
0: Everything you ask me, I'm just speak on my behalf. So like let's say boom, if I'm if it's a recording week, I go in the studio at 10. If I do one song and I get tired, I fail myself. I don't care if it was a hit. When I'm when I'm focused, I go in the studio at 10 p.m. and I won't leave till like 8 a.m. the next day but if let's just say if I had six tonight, four, and I done shot off about three, I'd go in as 10 and I probably would leave at like three or two. That's and how I know I you're like, young. How old are you? I'm 19.
3: I you know, I said you get
7: jealous
6: when
7: you said three. Three, no. <laughs> three, no. I'm one and
0: done.
6: Now, four, four, 43 years old, three. <laughs> See you in the morning, one and I'm out <laughs> and of you, here. And your energy's gone after that. How do nah. you know when it's over? what you
0: mean
7: like when sex is up when is it over for you if you retain your semen if you're because yeah,
6: gonna... you know ejaculating is the finish line <laughs> most of the time um can
0: you just stop <laughs> i rather the woman get up more than me anyway because that's just how i am so, so when like, she's pleased when she's pleased you know what i'm saying and sometimes like women still don't be pleased but you gotta know when to just go and pull it out you know what i'm saying <laughs> and say that you done because i about can get balls though Crypto
5: balls, blue. Hey, look. that like, with crypto. you talking
0: about? Crypto. That's some cryptocurrency. Crypto balls. It makes sense now for so. I feel like only get blue balls is when a woman manipulate me, like thinking I'm finna get something I don't get something. That's the only time I get blue balls. If I feel I'm finna get blue balls, honestly, bro, I just when she leave, I jack. So the semen retention doesn't cause Initially, no. Mm. It's it's about it's all about your mind, the intentions you go to into everything. You like, should try it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something though. I think <laughs> I am gonna try because I'm all I like trying new gotta try healing one. practices yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying that's tr- <laughs> all you're discussing <laughs> call
2: your
6: wife and say hey babe for the next she would weeks. love that she want me to get a vasectomy anyway she would love <laughs> if we had sex and i didn't ejaculate <laughs> i actually am gonna try that
7: now let me ask you this with everything going on right ready. now we saw the video footage in the airport mm-hmm. we saw mama chaffa and her statement that she yeah, made yeah. after that so what was going on in your mind when somebody approached you and where the was airport? security
0: he was there but he wasn't there he was landing on later than me but um god bless him though because like i'm just lucky to say it was in the airport and i went out in public or something because like honestly bro like the mindset i'm in the mindset i be in like i'm very mature i'm very disciplined to a certain extent i gotta i got a big pride and i move off respect That's one thing with me like so i feel once i'm disrespected and i get to that point it's like anything is possible like he probably wouldn't have walked out of that situation alive and I probably would've walked out of that situation in jail. Does that
2: bother you now, or worry you now? Cause it's like, you know, one person do it and
0: he makes himself viral. Mm. Now that you say, okay,
2: now everybody be like, well, let me try him now this time.
0: I just feel like people get that image of me and get it misconstrued and think like, I'm gonna be some type of nice person when I'm disrespected. And- I'm not like that. That's not how I'm a move, but it's something that I wanna work on and this to not be a slave to a man's like words or a slave to a man's actions. But and if you d-
7: feel threatened, you can't not react
0: Yeah like Yeah for sure like I wasn't gonna touch him I wasn't gonna do nothing to him I was finna de-escalate Like my nigga I was, I was just taking a I was coming out the toilet I had a backpack on Look he ain't catch you there He was <laughs> <You know, I'm laughs> one of them type That would've Ew. came in the bathroom Been in the store That's why I go in family best- I go in the family restroom When I'm in, a, when I'm in the airport <laughs> Lock the door I'm in my own store, Area everything. You know So I, I walk out the restroom And I'm I got my earphones in I'm not hearing you you, you probably saying something to me, and I and I got my head down on my phone. When I look up, I see you in my fa- face with a camera, and the only thing I hear is, yo, you in le Why you acting like scared? Like, how you think somebody gonna take that? Like, people just be chilling. But there were two camera views, though, right? Who had the other camera view? Um, it was, I guess one of the people that was with him from my I guess they watched me go to the restroom, and I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm finna f- with him when he come got out you. or whatever, but, you know what I'm saying? But that, ain't the, that ain't
6: the scariest part of the video. The <laughs> scariest part of the video is after the fact him and that lady literally had this whole other scenario in their head. We beat NLE uh, Chopper, yeah. Yeah. He just knocked that NLE Chopper <laughs> out. None of that happened.
2: Yeah, it wasn't nah, even the, really the, the video. To but me, it
0: didn't happen. Yeah, but we didn't believe and that. We, where was Mama? She was like, "Boom! What's, what's the estimate? Y'all play football? Y'all know football? Well, mm-hmm. yeah? y'all, y'all. y'all know y'all. Y'all did. About she was about." 20 yards away, 20, 30 yards away from the situation. My pops was too. I think mama could've beat both of them, honestly.
6: 20 yards, why y'all ain't running the route? <laughs> 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 mama didn't run the route. Oh, y'all
2: did?
0: You know mama Oh, right. okay, we okay, gotta, okay. Yeah, you Some know that. of that stuff was off camera, but she had me by my jacket. I was still trying to go. Oh, so you was wasn't it. by yourself? Nah, he pops, I, I had my pops and mom. Okay. But that stuff was off camera, like, when he started, when he ran at the end, that's when me and Pops was co- Me and Pops was finna f him up. She she stopped it. Now, why do people think would've. it was
7: a young boy a fan? Because that really. was the story.
0: <laughs> I, I hate I hate it. You know, that's how vlogs and stuff misconstrue everything. They feel it was a young boy fan because the girl, like you said, what she recorded after the fact, she was like 4K Trey, but she was like young. She looked like she was 13, mm-hmm. 12. Right. You no, know, she just saying she just saying anything. Nothing that's fake. But he was originally like, honestly, I know how those type of people are. That he was. He, he was just a fan that felt entitled to a response from me. Mm. But I didn't even hear him. I would have responded. If I heard him the first few times, I would have responded. Like, yo, what's up? Man. Like, yo, you wanna pick? Like, that's the type of person I am. I'm mm-hmm. never the nigga like, man, you know, I ain't finna come at you like that. If anything, if I don't feel like taking pictures, I'm like, my man, man, I ain't taking pics today. All right, we got more with Annalie
2: Chopper. When we come back, let's get into his joint. I'm a dog. Bitch no I'm a dog. Bitch no that was I'm a Dog, NLE Chopper. Morning, everybody. It is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with NLE Chopper. Charlamagne. Now,
6: in 2020, you said, I want to spread positivity. Mm-hmm. I don't rap about violence no more. Yeah, yeah. This album
0: violent as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: So <laughs> fun. <laughs> me versus
2: me. I put it
6: on. I'm like, damn, I thought that NLE
0: wasn't on this no more. When I first made that transition, that was my thought. The Mm -hmm. peace I was feeling, everything I was feeling, I for sure said, man, it ain't no way I'm finna, you know, I cold turkeyed on my fans. It's like, there's no way I'm going back to rapping about what I was rapping about. But um, at the end of the day, it's naive because that's a part of what my fans love me for. Mm -hmm. And I learned balancement. Like I learned that I can rap about my past stories. I can rap about what I've been through, what I did, what I seen, what I saw, what I used to be capable of doing. Cause at the end of the day, it's not like a full change. There's still a part of me. It's it's never went nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's still there internally. It's just I'm more mature now and I know when to bring that side of me in. Like when you're protecting yourself, mm-hmm. when you're protecting family, and when you're protecting your brand.
7: You also yeah. delayed the album for a week because of the Long lived Doll compilation. Yeah, yeah. What's peace, the though? city like after everything that happened with Doll?
0: Man, honestly, I'm an empath, so I feel everything. So like once you just hop off a plane, you just feel it. When I was there... I left for like a month. I went, I ain't even go back. Cause I, I live in Memphis. So I, I left for a month and I went to LA because like after that happened that same night, I feel like, I think it was like seven people died. And some of the people probably wasn't even related to Dolph. And some is just that smart. They might be like, he died. I can go do what I do and they gonna think all this is related related. to what he did. Mm -hmm. And like on a normal day, like about three or four people die in Memphis.
2: You never wanted to get out of Memphis? That's not normal either, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it ain't normal. You ever wanted to say, you know what,
0: it's time for me to move? I feel like when you living in purpose, there's certain things you don't have to worry about. And um, that's one of them things because my purpose and my goal behind Memphis is to be able to implement the stuff that I'm on now into the city Mm -hmm. so we'll be able to grow, so we could be able to grow, like just something simple, I got a vegan food truck and I feel like we're just feeding people vegan and alkaline meals would change the thought and just with changing the thought process, the murder rate might decrease just a little bit. It's a work in progress, it's a little step to the long term goal, you know what I'm saying, the marathon, so I feel like how would I be able to, to be able to impact my city if I'm detached from it and I'm not living in it? <laughs>
7: What about we, these BBL pills,
0: though? The B, Can we talk about this? Not we, pills, though. Uh, not, it's like um, <laughs> it's gonna be like a powder. Currently, I'm in the works of making like a, a natural BBL, and I feel people is glorifying the African body. So, how do you get the African body? Is implement what Africans consume. You know what i'm saying you in the u.s a lot of the stuff you eating and consuming is not what's gonna give you the body you want with that being said i use ingredients like you got fennel you got fennel greek you got okpi powder i don't know if y'all heard of okpi seeds but mm-hmm. like okpi peas bro it's real thick and that's where the thickness will come from to like build whatever you need inside of the glutes to make it you know what i'm saying to get that thick wholesome and feel so the combination of those three herbs and a daily regimen of using it and consistency and then let's just say if you working out you working you doing squats and you working out on your glutes and stuff like it's gonna work. I
6: want to ask about Dolph again What did what did Dolph mean to to you personally, but what did he mean to the city of Memphis?
0: What he meant to me personally was it was simply independence I don't care what the two sides had going on or whatever what was going on, but When you thought of Dolph and when you thought of Gotti, you thought of independence and you thought of bullshit at the end of the day. I feel like for for me, it was like independence. It was more so like a role model thing because people don't appreciate it until it's gone. But like sometimes when they do be gone, it's sometimes work for the best though for other people to be inspired because at the end of the day, that man did milestones. He, he, He broke goals, he broke accolades coming from Memphis. I feel like for Memphis in general, he was a hope for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying because when you when you going when you blowing up in Memphis, it's either it's always either you are gonna either sign a paper route or you are gonna sign the CMG. I was
2: gonna ask why, why, when you came up that was never a thought for you. You never wanted to go either or because most artists in the city mm-hmm. either go either or.
0: And, and with that being said, I looked up to both of them in a sense of man. He got paper route, bro. I got CMG. Let me get. Why well, can't I have NLE? I'm 19. I got three artists to my label and a producer. My label is independent. I got a partnership with Warner, but my label is independent. Anything else to happen, I got something to fall back on. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just off the simple fact of me watching my peers and also watching my mom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Something like that. I just, I just, I just. It'll make you
7: want to be a boss? Too. A
0: boss. Like, what? Wow.
2: So, so, when were you beefing with these two breasts where you were drinking breast milk and then you had oh to rush gosh, to the shut hospital? Up. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I, so I heard about that. I was
6: going to ask you about that. <laughs> so, we, we, we was going to get
2: back to this, that, that diet more. That's a
0: Charlemagne <laughs> question. I was going <laughs> to so, get back to that. I was just I got for sure
2: expecting and him to say it. That's her right there. I got the picture. <laughs> they said you, they said you let, me, let me show you the picture, Mom. That's the picture. I was
0: just waiting. Like this. They said you were beefing Chava with these also breasts. I said you
7: slow if you believe that. That was one of
0: my last two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I, just, I got a question, though. No, I got a question for y'all questions. Yes, yes. And I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask personally. Do you look like the type I'm of person to drink breakfast? No, breast milk? no, yes. no. <laughs> What's <laughs> what? What the question? You, you, you kind of answered it a little bit with that, but, <laughs> but did you believe that? I mean, it might be part of your diet. No, man, he didn't believe it. <laughs> you vegan, that,
6: right? you alkaline. Listen, here's the thing. Did you believe it? No. Here's the thing. Did you believe it? No, I didn't. Why wouldn't we, though? We're the only species that drinks milk from other species and not humans. We, sure don't we kids, do when we're kids, Yeah. but then when we get older, we get away from it. Why?
0: Man, Charlamagne, I'm gonna let you
6: know something.
7: You think he got hospitalized from drinking breast milk?
6: Oh, so you drank it, but you didn't go to the hospital.
0: <laughs>
7: you exactly. were going. What? <laughs> what?
0: I'm going to let you know man what's crazy though know, people <laughs> were texting me are you okay
7: <laughs> now, how's
2: your relationship with, with your daughter I know that at one time it was
0: it was rocking I was... actually got caught next month I only been with my daughter three times man, since how she's is? been born she going on two about wow. three times let me rephrase it I was with her the first week she was born I was with her like at least four days throughout that week mm-hmm. but after that week it was on I only seen her on Two occasions. My birthday your birthday. So it's not it's not it's not getting better, but do I know it's gonna be great? Hell yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I feel like everything I done been through has been lessons. Next month I supposed to have another court date and um the judge is now siding with me mm-hmm. on my behalf of everything. She's understanding everything, she's seeing what everything is and seeing what everything is for it to be. And I feel like next month, my next court date with visitation i'd be able to have joint custody because at the end of the day i mean it ain't no reason why i shouldn't i mean it's
7: only hurting her
0: yeah it's it's only going that's that's the thing about it and i feel like i feel like i'm living my karma down because i'd be i'd be allowed to be like you know what i'm saying through the relationship i was perfect so i take my wrongs and i feel like that was part of my karma to be distance from my daughter but in your sense god gonna watch what you're gonna do too he gonna watch the moves you make for if you know a person wanna be in the child's life and, and you know what's best for the child, if you know that and you are not doing that, God karma gonna be even harsher. At the end of the day, I feel like with me just do this whole situation, I feel like it grow for me, it matured me and, and God was just pouring water over a seed And I'm a Absolutely. full of rose right now. So I feel like it don't get no more beautiful than that. And just know when I'm with, when I'm with my daughter, like, when she get older, she gonna forever be daddy's little girl because I ain't gonna never take nothing for granted with her because I know I know every bit, every second with her is gonna be precious because of the times I lost. I ain't see her first steps. I ain't see her come out the womb. I ain't hear her first words. So, this,
6: this is my last question, man, because, you know, like I told you before, I, I commend you on your growth. I commend you on your evolution, you know, but you refer to yourself on the album a lot as toxic, and you know words
0: matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what
6: kind of vibration are you sending to the universe when you say that?
0: If your pastor is holy every bit every second of the day, something wrong with him. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. have toxic ways, toxic traits, but am I am I just toxic? off rip? real nah, because I don't even I don't even consume stuff that's toxic that make me toxic. But I still I feel like I feel like more so than toxic, I still got I'm mature I'm mature as a mother, but I feel I feel like certain things I do sometimes probably be immature. Not but, perfect. Yeah, I ain't perfect. I'm still nineteen. At the end of the day, I ain't just thirty out here my soul probably 50, but you know he
7: what I'm said saying. said 30
0: like it's super old. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, not super old. I feel like when you like 30, that's when you damn near you start to be moving to your most polished or when you're 40, you, know, you start
6: 40. no, you be 40? It's yeah. 40. 40. <laughs> I mean, it was like 35.
7: I, I, when I was like 35, 36 I started going to
0: therapy, you know what I'm At saying. 30 you gonna be like, I'm only 30. So I, you know, gotta, still... I gotta tell you something. I, I, I brought it to Angela Yee's attention. Um, you know, I feel like you owe me something. What, what I And, and y'all, y'all, everybody forgot but her. He was, yeah. Everybody forgot. But hold on, man. Everybody forgot but her. What happened? owe me man. I forgot. For? Tell me. The first time I came here, I was with, with Steve. Right? Right. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. And you remember, not you exactly. said, I ain't going to quote it word for word, but I remember it is something that motivated me. But I said, you're not going to be around? You said something like, six months from now, yeah. I'd love to see. Yeah. Are you still relevant? Because honestly, I don't think you can do it. Well,
6: we're going to revisit this conversation in six months, uh, Chapa. Yeah. I want to see if United Masters really Mm -hmm. does what it says it's going to do. I love that. I love that.
9: From the whole thing with artist turns down three million dollars, or bidding war for three million dollars. Let's see exactly in real time what look that three million dollars looks like six months from now. Yeah. Right. That's my job. My job is to make the three million dollars look like that was nothing.
6: Well, guess what? If you hadn't changed your ways and you hadn't embraced, (laughs) (laughs) you hadn't embraced positivity. you to no, I just said you was wrong. I was wrong. There you go. Was wrong. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I told Thug the same thing. I told Thug, because uh, when, I, when I did Vlad, I, the I did Vlad like 11 years no. ago, and then he asked me who would be around, Thug or Quan. I said yeah. Quan. I said, yeah, I guess yeah. I was wrong.
0: Yo, Judgment is wrong, but it's
6: right. <laughs>
8: It's right though, like it's wrong. I'm right about yeah, a lot
6: of people too though now. I like when I get it wrong.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cause you're here and sure. you
6: I like what you putting up. You know why what I, said I mean? I,
0: with that. I feel like certain things is traditional, so keep doing it. It's some energy attached to it with you when I you say that. Also said Cardi B was a superstar. Like
6: I named it. I'm not gonna say who I named because everybody knows it, but yes, there's a lot of people I got it right. That. Well what do you want to hear? What song yeah. are we gonna play? Get that it takes too up. though. Uh-huh. It takes I say, hey, this person gonna do something. This person may not. Yeah. But you know, now I'm just at the point where I'm just like, I don't know. I just yeah, want you some. to be a good human, no. and you're a good human. Thank you. And elite Chapel, appreciate you. Hold for on, what envy you for? Huh? What envy you he for? He said
3: you. He said I don't you, it's just you.
6: What's all you said, all of us. All say said no, no, no. You. I said you. He said, I remember it, but you're the one that said nah, it. Avy be
0: always been a great guy towards and Avy got nah, a man. shout out
7: on the album. <laughs> they <'cause laughs> they <laughs> lie to <laughs> <you>. They lie to people. They tell
0: everybody <laughs> they're great. I said, what
7: <laughs> I? What? <laughs> I'm talking about they do. They do.
5: They
0: do.
7: They do. He
5: ain't living. No, the truth. He ain't living. They do though. And if you tell
6: everybody you're great, it's a good percentage. He
2: says the word great. you are great. I don't even hit on his back. I don't
7: even speak to people.
2: Wow. We know you don't people. Right here, my my congratulations, ali my, my bad, Mama. Chama, <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: <laughs> this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Has it. <laughs> on the Breakfast
10: Club. Listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
7: Well, Nick Cannon was on his show and he was discussing uh, his bedroom antics. And even though he's freaky, he does keep some things traditional. Here's what he had to say about toys in the bedroom
8: i feel like i'm a i'm a pleaser and Mm -hmm. if i'm not the one pleasing i don't need another object in the room Mm,
6: because i'm trying to be as sensual and as Mm. connected as possible that to me is a distraction and i'm open to all types of things but if it's something that is gonna bring you
8: pleasure beyond what i can do i'm Again, maybe that's an insecurity or something, but I don't I don't yeah. want no competition. Well, why feel bad? You bought it. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> And so, ladies, you gotta be careful because this is tricky. You want him to take instruction and not take offense. You got a Jedi mind trick him, tell him what he's doing right, then tell him what this toy is gonna help him do even more.
6: Nick, them women don't want nothing but another nanny. They need more babysitters, okay? That's what they need, more assistance. All
7: right, So yeah, Nick I need Cannon no doesn't toys. like being completely naked and he doesn't like toys. <laughs> we're learning a lot alright now let's uh, talk about Peter Dinklage he was on Mark Maron's WTF podcast and he was talking about the live action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and he has an issue Who's with Peter the, um, he also he has, made
6: Stormbreaker for Thor don't disrespect Peter
7: he's on Game of Thrones mm-hmm. too oh the, the the little guy he's a dwarf he's <laughs> a form of dwarfism I didn't
2: mean that I didn't mean that the, the dwarf he'll yeah. beat your ass I know he will
7: okay at any rate. Be
2: bruised from the waist down. Here's what he <laughs> has to say about
7: did. their representation in the movie.
1: It's really progressive to um, cast a, a Latino actress as Snow White. Yeah. But you're still telling the story of Snow still White. Still Snow and White, S- yeah. Seven dwarves. Sure. So you're progressive in one way, and then but you're still making that f***ing backward oh, story of seven dwarves <laughs> living in a cave together. What the f*** are you doing, man? We You know... Have yeah, I, yeah. Have I done nothing to advance the cause? They, but it was they were so proud of that. And all love and respect to the, to the actress and to uh, the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like,, you
2: don't. what are you doing? So, so they don't want dwarves anymore?
6: Yeah, I need more context. I think
7: it's a representation, and Disney did set the record straight afterward, and they said to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters. They got to stop. And have been consulting with <sighs> members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. So well, what are
6: the stereotypes of dwarves? I don't know anything well, about dwarves. Well, just
7: said they were living in a cave together. So but he, I thought it's
6: because it was a period piece.
7: You know, so he doesn't want it. Well, everybody wasn't living in a cave.
6: So they, so he want them in a house. Like I'm just trying to figure out, like what did he said reinforced the stereotype? But it's a story. So I didn't know that there was a it's, stereotype. It's a
2: story. This, this dwarves lived in a cave and they were short.
6: You know the crazy thing about the dwarves, they all had their own personality. So you had grumpy and sleepy and Correct. happy and bashful. So the names characterized them more than their. Dwarfism, But me? the
7: studio did say they have been reimagining the dwarf characters since the earliest stages already. So you do have to bring things into more modern times, right? Yeah, but
6: what you going to do? We put it, I mean, they'll be in a house. About, like, I, I, I don't want, know what they're doing. I but... want to know what the stereotypes are. I just feel like, you know, you shouldn't take away from seven dwarfs, you know, that that will potentially have jobs. You going to put them in
2: Brooklyn?
7: No, I don't, I don't think they're saying that there's not going to be any dwarves in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're saying they're not going to be...
6: They want better outfits?
7: I listen.
6: Better housing. Better
2: Peter housing. Peter Zinglitz has an issue. He's
7: part of the community. House housing. It's housing. It's He's housing. having a conversation. Disney responded in a positive manner. They do
2: know it's fake, though, right? They know that's a story.
6: And we don't know how that cave looked. That cave might have been popping on the inside, the interior. Of that cave might have been fresh. Why are we just assuming that they were living in poor conditions?
7: All right, well, that is your rumor reports.
6: Why are we just assuming that that cave was whack? We don't know what was in that cave. Did they ever show the inside of the cave? I don't remember.
2: That don't see it crazy with all the stuff going on it in the world? It didn't look very we're talking about...
6: The dwarves? No, because that's a dwarf talking about the dwarves. So he's representing the community. But it's a fake... Thing.
2: It's not
7: real. They don't
6: get much representation. Me, so if they I were doing a movie
7: about somebody who had Beijing in their hair and they didn't represent you in a good manner. Impossible. Wouldn't you want that to change impossible. as a member of that community?
6: Be- people with Beijing in their hair don't represent themselves in a good manner. You, we all know it's fake, but they try to make us feel uh, like it's to real. To you know how stupid they Kevin. Kevin. be looking?
2: Oh, shout to my brother, Kevin. Kevin would look decent. Callie needs some work. Shout to my bro. Uh, who else?
6: Diddy. <laughs>
2: shout <laughs> to Rosé. Diddy one looks a little subtle. T- you know, shout to. All it's the ones that
6: look drawn on. But don't try to... Take this away from the dwarfs. See? I see how y'all just... Y- y'all
2: trying to move. I'm talking dwarves. All mm-hmm. right.
6: Well,
7: that is your mm-hmm. rumor
6: report. I stand with the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, you're you're this size. I, stand, I am not. Yes, you are. You do have to be a certain size. I forgot what the height requirement is, though. All right. Well, who are you giving your dog to? I need the Baseball Writers Association of America to come to the front of the congregation. I know nothing about baseball. I just know it was better during the steroid era. Let's discuss this injustice that's happening this morning.
2: All right. And after that, of course, is ask 800-585-1051. You can get on the phone lines right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never
2: be the same. Our audible pick of the day is the perfect day to boss up. This is Rick Ross's guide to building your own empire. Now listen up. Your first 30 days of Audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast.
8: WWPR-FM
2: HD1 New York.
7: iHeart Radio station. Let me put a
2: little bit of the breakfast
4: club up in your lifestyle.
1: DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. You are rock, 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 rock,
2: rock with Whoa. the best.
1: Hey, Charlamagne, say the game, don't get under You
6: are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I
0: might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day.
1: So if you ever feel I need to be a Donkey, man, hit it with the
6: heat.
0: <laughs> it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today?
6: Well, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, January 26th goes to the Baseball Writers Association of America. Yesterday, they revealed their votes for who will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. One person got in, and that's David Ortiz, Big Papa. Drop on the clues bombs for Big Papa Ortiz. It's Big
2: Poppy, man. Big what is Big Poppy, it? not Big Papa. Big Poppy. Well, Big Papi. Poppy.
6: Okay? I thought he loved it when I called him Big Papa, but it's Big Poppy. All right? I know nothing about baseball. Okay? But I know Big Papa. No, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. All right? And I know he deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, so salute to that man. But, of course, the Baseball Writers Association of America is not getting donkey for who they inducted, but for who they excluded. Okay, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa. Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, all fell short of the 75% threshold for induction. And what was their 10th year on the writer's ballot? Uh, Barry Bonds came the closest of the four, falling 36 votes short of induction at 66%. Clemens was 39 votes short. Uh, Schilling appeared on like 58.6% of the ballot. Sosa received 18.5% of the votes. Why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I'm not a baseball fan. I've been a casual baseball watcher my whole life. Matter of fact... I wouldn't even call myself a casual baseball fan. I'm I'm below casual, okay? All right? I'm the, I'm the guy that thinks ESPN is boring as hell when it's not football and basketball season and all they are talking about is baseball. I'm from Monks Corner, South Carolina, though, so we had TBS. Braves was always on, all right? And since rappers from Atlanta, like Outkast and JD, used to rock the Braves hats and jerseys, I would watch the Braves, drop on the Clues Buns for the Atlanta Braves. Okay, Ron Gant, David Justice, he was dating Holly Berry. They had that mean pitching team, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin. But I know nothing about baseball as a below-casual baseball fan. But I will tell you this. I know all of these players that they didn't vote into the Hall of Fame. Well, at least a few of them. You and I all know why they didn't get in, okay? It's because Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa are all the symbolic faces of the steroids era. And Major League Baseball, Baseball Writers Association of America, y'all just need to embrace something. Y'all just need to understand one thing. For us casual baseball fans and below casual baseball fans, hell, for all the diehard baseball fans out there who live and breathe the sport, I think we can all agree baseball was better when everybody was on steroids. Okay, I'm not about to get into no debates with you about whether or not steroids is good for people. I don't know. But I know it was good for the game of baseball. And you a damn lie if you say otherwise. Kurt Schilling, hey, he shared memes containing hate speech against Muslims uh, and transgender people. The The latter of it got him fired from ESPN. So I understand if he doesn't get in for that. But Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa, I don't care if they was eating bowls of steroids with almond milk. Let them in the Hall of Fame. Okay? I did some research this morning. And by research, I mean Google, all right? And Google backed up exactly how I feel about this situation, like it does most things we are searching for. But I came across an article in the Sportster, and it was the top 15 reasons steroids was good for Major League Baseball. In fact, the article says steroid scandals might have rocked baseball, but there can be little denying the positive impact they had on the game. Baseball purists might enjoy a 1-0 game, but people like me, Okay, your Uncle Shala, I loved watching baseball in the modern era because of them damn home runs, all right? I like baseball games that look like a low-scoring football game or the score at the end of the first quarter of a WNBA game. Like the Packers 49ers game from the other night, that was 13-10. I want my baseball game scored like that. That's how it was in the steroids era. All right, not to mention attendance for games rose during the steroid era. Not only did home runs and run production improve, pitching had to improve, our mistakes left over the plate could easily be knocked out the park. All right, star players could use steroids to recover from injuries and play even better at the same time. Would you like to know some more of the 15 reasons Major League Baseball was better during the steroid era, or would you like to know all the reasons, okay? Baseball was better during the steroid era because of attention. All right. Viewership went up. Casuals like me was watching. Money. Steroid era made billions in revenue. When those home runs was going up, so was the money. All right. The steroid era narrowed the gap in coverage and interest between the MLB and NFL. All right? The number twelve reason on the list was what I'm trying to convey this morning. The game was simply more entertaining. Sports is an entertainment business like everything else in this society. I'm not, you know. I'm going to do them all. I'm not going to do all 15. Look them up yourself, but greater run production. Uh, do we remember the 98 home run chase between Mark McGuire and the former Dominican who now identifies as a white Canadian Sammy Sosa? Okay, Mark hit 70 home runs, Sammy Sosa hit 66. Okay, you got steroids to thank for that. All right, 40-40 club. Jay-Z wouldn't have a name for his establishment if in 1988 Jose Canseco didn't get 42 home runs and 40 stolen bases. In the steroid era, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, all got to 40 4040 clubs thank you steroids okay not to mention barry bonds now barry bonds would have been great without steroids all these guys would have been good or great without steroids but barry bonds in particular you don't get that great that legendary just because of steroids it it just makes your skill set that you're already gifted with better but jeff payson a columnist for espn he broke it down way more eloqu- eloquently than i could let's listen
10: Jeff, I know that you've got a column up on ESPN Plus right now calling the Hall of Fame a failure for its omission of bonds. Why do you believe that?
1: Because I think that the Hall of Fame exists best as a museum. Mm. And a museum
2: talks about history. And Mm. you cannot tell the history of Major League Baseball without the man who hit more home runs than anyone. Without the man who hit more home runs in a single season than Mm. anyone. Without the man who won seven MVP awards. I'm not trying to look past Barry Bonds' steroid use. It's bad, and it was obviously bad. But the reality is, he was one of the greatest players in history. He's right up there with Babe Ruth. He is right Mm. up there with Willie Mays. And the fact that the writers did not induct him, I I think, is a
6: true shame. What he said is absolutely true. The Hall of Fame, baseball Hall of Fame, is like a museum. And you can't tell the complete story of baseball without Barry Bonds in the steroids era. Period. Embrace it. Okay, the steroid era is like anything else in life. It's part of the process. And you have to embrace the so-called good, the so-called bad, and the so-called ugly. And the use of steroids may be ugly for Major League Baseball, but damn it! It made the sport of Major League Baseball good. And every time y'all deny the steroid era, in particular Barry Bonds, you make the Hall of Fame less valid. Please give the Baseball Writers Association of America the biggest hee haw. Now, Red, you got a Boston Red Sox hat on this morning. We put the mic in Red's face and we put it right up by his lips. Do you think that the steroid era was better?
8: Yeah, I think it was better, but, um,. Baseball today is, is great, too, but...
6: Don't watch it, Witten, though. Are they back on the roids?
8: No. Uh,
6: oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll say no for now. Okay, Envy, Did you, you, you a Yankees fan, did you think so. the sport of baseball was better during the steroids
8: era? Uh, it was great.
6: I mean, I I love the fact that
2: they would be chasing a record and you would get, get to see that during mm-hmm. the game, but, I mean, baseball is still
6: good when it's good. Nick, what, you don't think it was better than the steroids era? No, it was better back it was. Better oh, it was better. Said, okay. Yeah. okay, you don't like it now. Okay. Okay, that is all. Carry on. All right. Don't debate me about it because I don't care enough.
2: Ask Ye is next. 800 585 1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: What, 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 what you want to no. know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800 585 1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Come on. Relationship advice. Need personal advice? Just need real advice.
2: Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee. Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this?
4: Oh my God. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Good. Angela Lee. I mean Angela Yee. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Charlemagne the God, my guy. You are my baby right there. And
6: I love you more. DJ
4: Envy, you are amazing. Thank you guys Thank every you. morning. I do a podcast. So I watch you guys. I look up to you So my question Angela is I'm I'm in business with a friend and we have been doing our podcast trying to grow it But I feel like I'm putting more into it now mm-hmm. We were friends before that but I feel like at this point I'm putting so much into it and she's not really putting a lot into it So I don't know if I should end the business Friendship with her and continue just a personal or just try to continue to work with her because she really wants to grow in business, but she just doesn't know. What right. What I do?
7: Well, what happens when you have a conversation with her and when you guys discuss who's responsible for what?
4: She really gets defensive and says, you know, I'm just going through a lot right now. I can't do it. I know you got this, Diane, but I'm trying. That's what she always says.
7: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like she's trying? As her friend, you know she is going through a lot. Yeah, and I do. That's why I'm being patient because I feel like she's trying and... But with life and everything coming at her, it's so hard to navigate. So, I don't know. I'm just confused. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, sometimes friendships and business get really testy, especially if one person is doing a whole lot more than the other person. And the other person has whatever personal issues. So, you don't want to seem like a bad person and a bad friend. And it's not mixing right. Is there a way to get somebody else to help with responsibility where you guys can actually bring in a third person. And you know what? She she said
4: that. She said she was going to hire someone to help her out, which I told her, if you do that, then let's move forward. But I really do want to be in business with her, but I just want to know how can I navigate it easily right. because... Me, I'm like, I'm a a Sagittarius, so fire sign. So
7: any idea I get, I'm ready to go. I think communication with your friend is important, too. If you guys agree to have, like, you know, at this point when you're getting things started, if you agree to have weekly meetings where you divvy up responsibilities, check in, there has to be some accountability. So you can talk about what you've been doing, and then you can find out what has she been doing that maybe you don't even know about. And also say, okay, look, you know this person. If you can contact this person, or let's make sure that we get these posts out, Let's make sure we do certain things and then there's accountability when you have a meeting and I do think it's a good idea Solutions are important. I'm a very solution driven person if she's already suggested I can hire a third person You know, and that will help alleviate some of the things that I'm not doing, that's an extension of her, then I think that makes sense as well. So what you guys have to do is, A, have these check-ins that are important where you guys sit down, discuss who did what, discuss accountability, discuss things moving forward, and then get somebody from the outside to come in that can also help out. And I think that will really uh, take some of the stress off of her because she's acknowledging that she's going through a lot. You know she is going through a lot. You know you're doing way more than her. And honestly, like if you want things to succeed, you know, you are gonna to have to do a lot of work. Everybody doesn't have the same work ethic, too, and so sometimes and I know that. Mm-hmm. See, that's
4: the thing that I'm, I'm 38 now, so I'm learning that with working with different people. Everybody is not going to have the same work ethic as you. So just continue. I can just continue to do me and whatever she offers. You know, that's a bonus. Well, no,
7: you, and not even whatever she offers, but you do mm-hmm. have to give her reasonable expectations. You know, that she should be able to check in and be accountable for it. I mean, look, I have podcasts and I definitely do the most work on mine. You do. So, you know, and I'm the one that's always like, you know, taking care of everything. And I have certain expectations. So I make sure everybody knows what their responsibility is. And I'm I'm reasonable about that. And so that's what I think is important for you to be able to do. And definitely bring in somebody else so it's not all on you. You know, it's never a bad idea to ask for help.
4: I love it, Angela. Thanks so much. I finally got through. Can I please shout out my Instagram page? As you should. Underscore Jim Bratz. Underscore G-Y-M-B-R-A-T-Z. I'm a fitness trainer with a podcast. So y'all follow me. I'm doing big things in the DMV. And I love you guys.
7: Keep up the great work, okay? And you have an amazing voice. You too, thank you so much Okay, take care
2: Alright, Ask Ye, 800-585-1051 If you need relationship advice or any type of advice Call her now, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning
7: Here's
1: some real, 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 real advice with Angela Ye It's Ask Ye
2: Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy Angela Ye, Charlemagne the guy We are The Breakfast Club, we're in the middle of Ask Ye Hello, who's this? This is Juniqua Uniqua, what's your question for Ye?
3: Okay, um I, I called you a few years ago and I was in a really bad relationship with my baby father. I ended up leaving him and I was single for like a year and a half before I got into this new relationship.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: My old my old relationship my baby father, he's not in my life at all. Okay. And this new person has taken on that role of father to my boy.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: He's a player though. Like he just, like to talk to other women. Ooh. So in seeing that, I kind of said, you know what, let's make the relationship open. So we both get to talk to who we want or do what we want in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm still getting jealous, like super jealous and angry. And
7: Why? So you wanted an open relationship not because it was your idea, but because he was still talking to other women anyway? So
3: when I had brought the idea to him, I didn't know he was still talking to other women.
7: So what made you even want that?
3: It just really came upon me and I brought it up to him and then he was like, let's try it.
7: Mm -hmm. Okay. That's
3: how it went, literally.
7: But I'm just curious, what made you even decide that? Like, why did you say, I want to try an open relationship?
3: And I really don't have a reason other than I've wanted to try. It's actually been something that I've always wanted to try. I'm interested in women, too.
7: Okay, so that's why. But he's so you're jealous. You can't have an open relationship and be jealous. Now, what are the rules? Does he tell you when he's going out with other women? What, like, how detailed do you guys get?
3: We don't get that detailed because he doesn't want to be that detailed about me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of want to know ahead of time.
7: Do you still want an open relationship? Yes. Okay. So the problem is that you just get a little jealous. Is it uncontrollable? <laughs> it, it's getting better with time. Okay. Because that's something that I can't imagine, like, being in an open relationship and not having... If you care about somebody, obviously, you have to have it in your head that what's going on? Like, who is this other woman he's with? Does he like her better than me? So, what are the rules when it comes to your open relationship? Because there has to be some boundaries, right? Yes. Yeah, so, the,
3: the rules are he has to tell me before he goes... Uh, that he has to tell me before he goes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And if I ask about anything, I want complete honesty.
7: Okay. And what about for yourself? Are you, You're seeing other people also? Not
3: really. He, I think he talks to more people than I do. <laughs> I'm not really... I'm focused on other things other than that.
7: I thought you wanted to see other people. Yeah,
3: I wouldn't mind talking to other women, but when it comes to other
7: men, no. Okay. So... It feels to me like you uh, did this whole situation because you want to talk to other women and he's definitely taking advantage of it and having an open relationship, but it was an idea that you had Mm
9: -hmm. and you still
7: want to continue to do it. So because you're the one that brought it up, you have these ground rules and he's working within those, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of on you. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that brought it up. You're the one that set up these boundaries. He's doing what you told him he could do. So yes. you can't send mixed messages and be upset about it. If you don't want it and you can't handle it, don't do it. Okay. Okay, that's
3: what I told myself. I would send it mixed
7: messages. Yeah, like don't say, hey, we can do this, and then he does it, and then you're upset about it. Mm-hmm. If it bothers you, be honest. Okay.
2: Thank
7: you so much. Love okay. I hope it works out, Uniqua. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the
7: way? Kim Kardashian is addressing the rumor that Kanye retrieved a laptop from Ray J with a new sex tape. You have to hear what she had to say about it.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
1: It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
7: Well, we've been hearing a lot of conversations about open relationships, about polygamy, two wives, things like that. And Joey Badass was on lip service and here's what he had to say. You want to do polygamy. Mm-hmm. So you want your wives to... I want ha- two. You want wives two wives, too? they're going to get along.
2: Well, you know, That's what I'm only 27 right now with two girlfriends. Okay. okay. You know. Same is house? no you yeah, don't want them like, to mess you know, with
7: each other yeah, well that's, that's up to them
2: mess. they would have to
1: be cool with each other they would have to you know what i'm saying be able to call each other and stuff like that and if they want to get down like that then cool same no. city potentially
4: because that's
7: like when it be potentially it was- <laughs> but you know i like to be
1: by coastal so maybe like when i was new york and l.a
7: all right. Well, people are open to all different types of relationships. And like you said, as long as you're open and honest with everybody and they're okay with it, then that's the best situation. A lot of people end up getting lied to, and that's when things go left. Hey,
6: man, go enjoy with your badass. All right, do your thing, King. Whatever works for you.
7: All right. And uh, Cardi B won another $3 million in her defamation lawsuit. She against... getting more? Yes. I told you guys yesterday. Okay, That she actually also had punitive damages uh, coming to her. So they have reportedly added even more money to those damages. So now she's at total compensation, $4 million.
6: Well, as I always tell people, you know, uh, we always talk about freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. But you are not uh, free of the consequences of said speech. And speech ain't never been free. There's always a price to pay for well, the words that come out of your mouth. can't
7: lie about people. Now, Tasha K. had alleged that Cardi contracted STIs, worked as a prostitute, and things like that. And so uh, Cardi B. also thanked everybody for the support. Here's what she said.
4: First off, to thank you to the jurors, you know. You guys been in the court for the past two weeks. And even though we haven't been able to talk at all, you guys, like, every time I go to the hallways, you guys, like, always saying, like, keep going, guys, keep... Keep going, Cardi, and like stay strong because you know, just like I saw, we all saw the videos, and you know how hurtful things were. And I um, just want to say thank you, guys, for keeping me strong because this is very hard for me. It put me into a lot
7: of emotional, emotional distress.
6: Dropping a she- clues bomb for Big Body.
7: Cardi mm-hmm. also released a statement after almost four years of repeated libel and slander against me, being able to walk away from that victorious. This victorious brings me great happiness. I appreciate Judge Ray for conducting a fair and impartial trial. I am grateful for the jury and their careful deliberation over the past two weeks. And she said, uh, during this trial, all of you have learned about the darkest time in my life. That moment in time was fueled by the vile, disgusting, and completely false narratives that were repeatedly and relentlessly being shared online. I thought I would never be heard or vindicated, and I felt completely helpless and vulnerable. I've never taken for granted the platform that my fame allows me to have, which is why for over three years, I dedicated every resource I had to seek justice and not just justice from me. The truth is that the intentional harm that was done to me is done to countless others every day. The only difference between me and the high schooler who is being cyberbullied and lied on by their classmates is the money and resources I have access to.
6: This is a landmark case. She changed the game. And, you know, if, if, if YouTubers and, you know, podcasters, people on social media don't change how they, you know, move going forward, it's going to be a lot more of this in the future.
7: Right,
2: but so I think she needs to go at them too, to, get the, to make sure they definitely pull it down if they have. Oh, it, you mean the sure platforms? To, absolutely. Oh,
6: yeah, 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 hundred percent. Absolutely.
7: All right. Now, Kim Kardashian's rep has addressed rumors that Kanye retrieved a laptop that had a new sex tape on it from Ray J. Here was here's what Kanye told Jason Lee originally.
0: You know how you gonna bring me to SNL and kiss the dude you dating right in front of me, and everybody's like, oh, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. After I went. And went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night, right? And then got on a red. I met this man at the airport, came back, and then I gave it to her, and she cried when she saw it. You know why she cried when she's seen that laptop? It represents how much people didn't love her and they just saw her as a commodity.
7: Well, Kim's rep has responded and said, after review, there was nothing sexual unseen, only footage on the plane on the way to Mexico and footage at a club and a restaurant on the same trip. Kim remains firm in her belief that there is no new second tape that exists. So she's saying that's not even true. And by the way, Kanye West and his new girlfriend, uh, Julia Fox, she has, Julia has given them a nickname as a couple and she posted Julie Ye. So instead of Julia, it's Julie Yay, get Mm, it? mm, But mm, she gave herself mm. that name for the couple. So she posted that in her stories alongside a single heart emoji. All right, now Tiffany Haddish is addressing her recent DUI arrest. She was on The Tonight Show, and here's what she had to say.
4: Can you talk about anything that happened or want to talk about it or no? Well, I can say this, Jimmy. Okay. I've been praying to God to send me a new man, a good man. And um, God went ahead and sent me four in a uniform. Um, I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't expecting that at all. And uh, now I got a really great lawyer, and uh, we're gonna work it out. And yeah. I got to get my my uh, asking of things to God a little better. Yeah, we gotta be a little clearer.
6: <laughs> that was clever. Drop on a clue bug that Tiffany has. Sending send my good sister healing energy. And a lot, just, a lot of uh, grief in her life right now.
7: And just something uh, selfishly I'm excited about. Lee Daniels is doing an exorcism exorcism film, and he sold it to Netflix for $65 million. So they're saying if you love The Conjuring but wanted to see how the story would play out with a black family, then we've got some good news. It's based on real events. And according to reports, it's going to include Andra Day. She'll play the mother of an Indiana family whose children purportedly become demonically possessed. So you know I'm excited to see this. Is it a comedy, too? no it's a horror movie <laughs> it's based on a true story you never uh, watch The Conjuring that's based on it. The Conjuring is one of the best like more modern uh, horror films but you should watch that
6: there wouldn't none of that go on in a black house that's so what, I'm saying I comedy. would have I would have my good Aunt Kelly come over and smudge the whole place <laughs> that's what I'm sage the whole place pray over the whole place it'd be Florida water all through the building okay we Octavia be Spence crystals is in the movie everything. too
7: Glenn Close is in it I'm so excited for this um, they said officers, doctors, and social workers said they witnessed many of the incidents at the time, which included uh, her nine-year-old son walking <laughs> backwards up a wall.
6: Black mama be like, you and that ghost got to get up out yeah, of my yeah, house. Y'all got to get up out of my house. And turn off the lights on okay. the way out. All right.
7: Nah. I'm excited.
6: You bring somebody in there with Should the sage, colony. the Palo Santo, the Florida mm-hmm. water. I pray over a, that place. Get the bad spirits I need to see that
7: out. premiere. I need some type of walk past, you know, roll on it where I'm in there for a second. You know, I love a horror movie, so... I can't wait to see this. And that is your rumor report.
6: All right. Good morning, on Kelly. Out there, by the way. Drop on a clue. I'll Kelly. Miss Kelly.
2: All right. Mix is up next. 800-585-1051. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
7: If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. Woo! But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast now to try ZipRecruiter for... Morning,
2: everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to NLE Chopper for joining us this morning. Yes. Man,
6: salute to NLE Chopper.
7: Always enjoy a conversation with NLE Chopper.
6: Mm-hmm. I also never said anything about him not being around in six months. Where y'all get that from? what did you say? I said, we're going to revisit this in six months. I want to see if United Masters is going to do everything they said they're going to do for you. When did I say he wasn't going to be around That's in six months? That's
7: how he interpreted it. How? That's what he remembers. I
6: think somebody put that in his head, because I don't see how you could remember that. Like that. And it I don't was crazy. know. Last
7: time I saw him, he came up to me. He was like, you know, Charlamagne said I'm not going to be around in six months. That's
6: actually not what I said. And I feel bad about it, because I actually wish I had remembered that, because that would have been a great question in the interview to ask, did United Masters do everything for him they said they they would? Do we have audio of it, of the original? Yeah. Let's play We played it, it during the interview, but we can oh. play it back now. Well, we're going to revisit this conversation in six months, uh, Chapa. Yeah. I want to see if United Masters really
9: does what it says it's going to be. I love you. that. I love yeah. that. You, I, I, That's from the whole thing with artist turns down three million dollars mm-hmm. or bidding war for three million dollars. You didn't even get into that. He could tell you the stories about what the record companies were doing to, to get him. To yeah. get what he did with us. They were doing all kinds of crazy shit to, to sign him. Let's see exactly in real time what look that three million dollars looks like six months from now. Yeah. Right. right? That's my job. My job is to make the three million dollars look like that shit was nothing. That's my job. I want that job.
6: Yeah, I just, I mean, I i, I do want to know if you, I mean, clearly United, I don't know if United Masters did or not, because he left United Masters, right? He did. But that would have been a good question in the interview, but, you know, people misinterpret things strange sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he got that
2: from. All right. Well, when we come back, positive note is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club.
6: All right, now. I want to salute Cardi B again, too, man. I don't think we realize how much of a landmark case this is, especially in this digital era. Because if this does not change the way YouTubers and, you know, podcasters and just people on social media who be broadcasting things, if this don't change the way they move going forward then y'all are just crazy and y'all not paying attention like that click the like button crowd y'all gonna learn all you donate now don't forget to subscribe as humans y'all gonna learn free speech isn't free it's a price to every word that comes out of your mouth
2: well i mean she did you know you know cardi did spend a lot of money to fight this case and you're absolutely positively right i i just hope that the uh the platforms get on board too and like you said yeah this this is something that's that's big you, you just can't talk about things when mm-hmm. things are not true And then when asked to be taken down, allegedly don't take them
6: down. When the cease and desist come, you got to pay attention to them. Listen, we've been doing this for 24 years, Mm -hmm. all right? And um, trust me, when I tell y'all that free speech isn't free, it's a price to every word that comes out of your mouth, it is.
7: And I also want to send some love to Tamela Payne. She hit me up today. You know, her son was murdered by the police, uh, Casey Goodson Jr. in Columbus, Ohio, and she's been having a really hard time coping with the Um, grief and the stress and she did a post about it also so I do want to make sure that we send her some love from everything that she's been going through she said she is burnt mentally right now she said she lost 50 pounds over the past 14 months she's been drinking daily she said she smokes a quarter to half ounce of weed a day and she works third shift seven days a week and gets off to take her two oldest to school, come back to take her middle schooler to school, come back to take the baby and the twins to school, come home, shower and take care of whatever business I got. And she's just burnt out. So if everybody could just go and send her some love, uh Tamala Payne, her Instagram is miss dot underscore T dot underscore pain. P A Y N E. We had her on the show before for her son, he was shot while going into his grandmother's house holding a sandwich by the police, and he wasn't a suspect in anything.
6: Definitely sending her healing energy. And it's crazy, man, because I feel like the city I mean, even though i know they don't care but the city should be providing her some type of grief counseling after something like that you know yeah, I'm what I mean see what
7: i could do to try to get her some resources to help her
6: absolutely i'm here to, i'm here for that as well All salute right. to salute if she needs somebody to reach out to uh i can definitely connect her with some some individuals you got a um positive note i do the positive note is simply uh self-care you know what no the positive note is simply this free speech isn't free it's a price to every word that comes out of your mouth remember that
8: Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or you all done?